overcoming the imposter syndrome, just simply understanding that it's normal. You're going to face it all the way through your career because if you're doing a good job, you're going to get um, promoted to a new role that you may never have done before and you're going to feel that imposter syndrome again. So just um, normalize it and get comfortable with the imposter syndrome. Number 10, strong work ethic. Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Each week I host live Q&As where I present on a topic to help footballers and strength and conditioning coaches with practical knowledge. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel to receive a notification and never miss a live podcast. If you're a returning podcast listener and you love the show, please show your support by rating the show. It goes a long way into helping us reach more listeners. Let's get into today's episode. Make sure to stick around to the very end as I provide a free AFL workout and power tip designed to give you confidence and an insight into what it takes to play AFL. Let's go. Hello and welcome to this weekly update. I'll be discussing everything you know when it comes to strength and conditioning coaches developing a personal brand. Actually, last week I was at La Trobe University's networking night, and this was one of the key topics, both from the students that attended the night in terms of questions asked, but also uh, it was one of the key topics from those that hosted the night <clears throat> and um, making sure there was a, a framework and also some advice around um, what current sports science students need to be doing to develop their brand while they're studying, and more importantly, Uh, to prepare for their first um, experience in the workforce after graduating. That was for um, bachelor's degree, Uh, but a lot of this, I've written down 12 tips uh, that I thought stood out from the night um, that I think can apply to anyone if you're doing your master's degree, even someone who's entrenched in an elite sporting program as a PhD student, um, or if you're not studying at all, but you're just working on building um, a online brand perhaps you've been working in the industry maybe you own a studio a gym or you've been working elite sport and you're wanting to develop your own side hustle and develop an online presence um, these 12 tips will absolutely help you in developing your own personal brand uh, and I think the um, key takeaways from these steps is that they're super actionable you can start practicing them um, straight away so that's the key uh, they're not just general tips and um, they're all practical actional tips which are the ones that i noted down so i'll go to those in a second up um firstly in terms of the upcoming podcast we've got claudio alteri's episode published this wednesday uh, we discussed on that live podcast the difference between national um, so managing a national football team compared to a pro team. Um, so for all those working in physical preparation, make sure to listen to Claudia's one. It was a real interesting insight uh, in the differences in demands and then how that influences the decision-making in terms of putting a program together. Uh, our live chat for this week's on Thursday, the 14th of September at 4.30 p.m. with Andrew Lullum. And our bite-sized episode this week is with Alex Clark. So if you enjoyed that 10 minutes piece, make sure to search for Alex Clark on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast for the full episode. Our poll that I posted at the start of the week on LinkedIn was all about um, mental um, resilience training. So how important do you think mental training is for athletes' overall performance? And at the moment, it's quite outstanding that it's a yes, extremely important at 79%. 
important 16%, somewhat important 2%, and not important at all 2%. So clearly the industry, for those that voted, which was nearly 50 uh, candidates so far four days into that poll, uh, believe that um, mental training is very important for high-performance training. So if you're an athlete listening to this and you haven't put any time or energy um, into your um, performance mindset, perhaps you want to start investing some time and energy researching on the topic. We've had a few uh, sports psychologists on the podcast, so start there. Listen uh, to, we had uh, Matt McGregor on, Sam, Samantha McLeod, Jackie Lauder. So start listening to those episodes. And then from there, um, you might want to look at starting to work with a psychologist um, to prepare you for either the upcoming finals or um, over your preseason, um, putting some practices in place to set you up and maximize the upcoming season for 2024. Uh, so underestimated how important that is. And of course, for, for coaches, um, keep researching in this space on how you can support a sports psych if they're at the club. Uh, if they're not at the club, how can um, we learn these methodologies and transfer it in the way that we coach to support and stretch our athletes? Uh, but we'll move into the 12 tips. So starting off with developing a personal brand, one of the resounding tips from the night was the importance of relationships, uh, developing strong relationships, not being in a rush when you're in a new experience to trying to accelerate that process, but doing it properly from the start uh, and making sure that you're building trust and respect with those that you're working with. It goes a long way. So from a personal brand point of view, the number one tip was focus on relationships. From a, a resume building point of view, um, it was quite popular um, advice to have a LinkedIn profile because it's searchable, as in when you um, search for someone's name, usually their LinkedIn profile will pop up pretty quickly on Google, but also it acts as an online resume. Um, so there was some important tips with managing your social media presence. Be mindful on what you're liking um, and commenting on and how you're commenting on those posts because uh, a couple of um, speakers on the night, experts on the night, were talking about how they do research and monitor how um, people are uh, conducting themselves online. And if they're liking the wrong post, um, perhaps something that might have been a sexist post or, or a racist post, that would look, of course, um, wouldn't help their cause in getting a job or getting an interview. Um, so be mindful of what you're posting on uh, and making sure that you're looking after um, your brand online just as you would face-to-face. Uh, -face. Number three, network strategies. Another one to stay consistent with from day one, don't rush the process. Um, you don't want to try and build your networks over a really quick time. Focus on building strong uh, connection with fewer people first and, and your networks will no doubt over time grow from there as um, the good word goes out there. Um, but equally, it also works um, both ways. If you've had a run-in with someone that you've worked in the past, uh, the industry is very close and people talked about how that can negatively impact your ability to get jobs elsewhere um, because people talk. So um, try as best you can to build positive relationships with people. It doesn't mean you can't challenge them, but the importance of um, making sure that you're really consistent in how you conduct yourself in the workplace uh, and that, that you uh, are reliable and that you respect the processes in place and where you sit. So networking was number three. Number four, interview techniques. Practice, practice, practice. Even if you think you're not for the role and you've got no chance whatsoever to get it, still um, throw your hat in the ring. It'd be great if you can make the interview process because some of them can be quite 
uh, intense and surprise you with the questions that you're asked. So for you to get comfortable in that situation uh, takes practice. So making sure even if you feel like you're not qualified, um, start practicing, putting your resume together, um, asking questions on if you don't make the interview, why didn't you make the interview stage, how can you make your CV look stand out more, um, as well as if you do interview, why didn't you get the job, how can you improve your interview process. So interview techniques, um, making sure that they're down pat and you're getting practice in early in your degree and, and your career. Number five, online presence, make sure it's credible. Um, don't be posting anything that you think could tarnish your brand uh, and also add value. Don't just post um, for the sake of posting, make sure you're really adding value. A safe place that most of the um, practitioners, experts on the night at La Trobe Uni discussed was you're pretty safe if you discuss your experience uh, and just be careful of um, giving your uh, uh, posting a opinion with a uh, protocol if you haven't got research backed in that thing because you can get caught out with people with way more experience and knowledge than you. So just be mindful of what you post from a prescriptive point of view. But if you just keep it safe and, and talk about your experience, anecdotal experience and what you learnt from it uh, and how you're helping the industry, um, that's a pretty safe place. Mentors was number six. Um, most people talked about the importance of leaning on their mentors over their career and, and how important it is to find someone early. So in your placement, see if you can have a mentor that you can lean on and ask questions uh, and also make sure that you're giving back to that mentor and making their life easier by helping them out. Um, and you only know what you know. So by that mentor would has probably forgotten uh, over their career more than you've learned. So making sure that you're constantly asking questions about how you can get better. Um, number seven, that feeds on quite nicely, continuous learning. That's a mindset thing. So making sure you're not getting complacent and comfortable when you're constantly striving to be better. Number eight, career goals, dream big, um, and you never know where the industry may take you. Um, so making sure you've got those big goals, those dream goals, and then, of course, your shorter, more realistic goals to get to that uh, dream goal. Number nine, overcoming the imposter syndrome, just simply understanding that it's normal. You're going to face it all the way through your career because if you're doing a good job, you're going to get um, promoted to a new role that you may never have done before and you're going to feel that imposter syndrome again. So just um, normalize it and get comfortable with the imposter syndrome. Number 10, strong work ethic build really good habits early and learn off those that are working off in the current role that you want to work in. Uh, understand what they do in a typical day and a week um, to perform and make an impact in that role. Success leads clues, so learn off those that you want to be and start practicing those habits. They're not just work habits, but they're life habits as well. Uh, usually people get up early, uh, they're, they're training, they're, they're prioritizing their own health and fitness, uh, and they've got some hobbies outside of the workplace um, and they've got a, a um, ability to be able to uh, have a strong work ethic at, home, at their uh, workplace but also um, being able to be able to switch off and have some time and energy at home as well. Number twelve, uh, number 11, sorry, personal growth. Good people tend to prosper in the industry of elite sports, so making sure you're also working on your uh, people skills and constantly practicing on being a good person every day. Number 12 and the last one, being well-researched and knowing how to not only filter um, 
from bad research to uh, the good research, but also how to apply that research. And that's speaking to other practitioners, speaking about what they do in their environment, in their program, uh, and how they've found uh, applying that research has been from an effective point of view, and then ultimately filtering whether you think it will be um, relevant for your uh, context and your situation. Last thing, wrap it up, workout for this week, a six five-minute aerobic power workout where you're either holding your 2K time trial pace or you're holding your 20-minute watt bike test pace with three minutes rest if you're, if you're quite fit. For those that are new and you're reconditioning, perhaps you've had a couple of weeks off because you're not playing the finals, start with four minutes and then you might do that for one session this week. Do another session next week and bring it down to three minutes 30 and then week three bring it down to three minutes while maintaining the same intensity your testing pace it's that time now it's a great opportunity to build your critical speed and your aerobic capacity so start um, training a little bit longer and building up your volume uh, and exposures to these type of training uh, thank you for tuning in if you've got any questions or you're looking to for a new off-season program Remember to click the, the link in our Instagram bio. You get a free 14-day trial. With, from a weights training point of view, we've got three off-season programs. We've got our gainers for those who want to put on muscle mass. We've got our strength and power program for those that want to maintain their weight but improve their max strength and their power. And then we've got an athlete junior development program for those new to strength and conditioning and want to work on developing good fundamental habits to help them um, reach the AFL. And then from a conditioning point of view, I break it into two different areas. Do you want to focus more on the endurance side, aerobic capacity work, improve your 2K time trial, improve your ability in 2024 to run out games, or do you improve more your repeat speed, those high-intensity efforts uh, over the four quarters? So um, hit us up. If you've got any more questions, more than happy to jump on a phone call and explain all our options, including working with our AFL Strength Edition coaches to following our online performance program. Direct message me, and I look forward to seeing you guys during the week. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach, and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content. Learn who the guests are in advance and submit questions access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like A Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts and freebies and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like A Pro community possible and just for $5 a week, you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. There's no lock-in and you can cancel absolutely any time.